Let me ask you to turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 28. This is a passage that this church was founded upon, has gone back to countless times through our history, and we will continue to, because it expresses in biblical form what our purpose, what our reason for being is. Matthew 28, beginning with verse 16. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw Him, they worshipped Him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is the Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's bow together. Lord, we have sung of our faith. We have come to You in faith as we have prayed. We have walked by faith as we have given tithes and offerings. And now, Lord, we want to hear from Your precious Word. Will You remind us, convict us, teach us, move us, mold us into who You want us to be? We would plead for this, not because we deserve it, but in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Noah was given uh, the blueprints for what he was to do. He was told he had six months to build the ark before the rain would start. Six months later, the Lord came to him and, and said, where's the ark? Noah's response was this. Forgive me, Lord, but, but things have changed. I needed a building permit. I've been arguing with the inspector about the need for a sprinkler system. My neighbors claim that I violated the neighborhood zoning laws by building the ark in my yard and exceeding the height limitations. We had to go to the Development Appeal Board for a decision. Then the Department of Transportation demanded a, a bond be posted for the future costs of moving power lines and other overhead obstructions to clear the passage for the ark's move to the sea. I told them that the sea would be coming to us, but they would hear nothing of it. <laughs> Getting the wood was another problem. There is a ban on cutting local trees in order to save the spotted owl. <laughs> I tried to convince the environmentalists that I needed the wood to save the owls, but no go. When I started gathering the animals, an animals' rights group sued me. They insisted I was confining wild animals against their will. They argued the accommodations were much too restrictive and it was cruel and inhumane to put so many animals in a confined space. 
Then the EPA ruled that I couldn't build the ark until they conducted an environmental impact study on your proposed flood. Immigration and naturalization are checking the green card status of most of the people who work, want to work. The trade unions say, I can't use my sons. They insist I must hire only union workers with ARC building experience. <laughs> to make matters worse, the IRS seized all my assets, claiming I'm trying to leave the country illegally with endangered species. So forgive me, Lord, it will take at least another 10 years to build the ark. <laughs> we built a building in my previous church. I want to tell you just a little bit about that experience. And after I do, I think you will appreciate that although there will be times of inconvenience, that it could be worse. Uh, we built an educational building over there because we had run out of space. Uh, we needed to build, absolutely. The first thing they did was they broke up our parking lot, first thing. And so for the next 18 months, we were in mud and gravel coming from the parking lot. I'm still not sure why. I'm sure there was a good reason for that. Uh, we had to redo the heating and air and uh, a contractor in our church graciously uh, said that he would do that with volunteer help from the congregation. We had a lot of volunteer help. But let's just say it took a long time to get it done. In fact, that summer, we still had no heat or air. And so in Atlanta, Georgia, we went through the summer with no heat or air. I know some of you did that many years ago, but we're used to air conditioning now. We actually flip-flopped Sunday school and worship because it was a little bit cool or early for worship. And then winter came, and we still had no heat. And so our whole church and educational space at that time we heated with kerosene heaters. That included the office space that we were in all week long. We often talked about how we were probably getting brain damage, and I, I think we probably did uh, <laughs> during that time. The, the, the only wonderful time was Christmas Eve. It just gave a, a nice glow to the sanctuary. <laughs> Somehow... In all of those months without heat or air or a parking lot, we still continue to take in new members. I, I still don't understand it. I'm surprised anyone, even the, the members, were, were left, but we continued to. It took almost two full years to complete. When completed, we had a beautiful building. Uh, a Christian school from the community moved in and used it we were determined, as we are here, to use the building. Make good use, be good stewards of it. They continue to use that building. It is now paid off, and they have been blessed by that, the benefits of it. 
My biggest concern going into that program, that was my first ever building program, but my biggest concern was that we stay on task and not get distracted by a building. Now, it was, it was, it was a little bit difficult when we were freezing and we were burning up and all of those things. You, you couldn't help but think about the building, and I'm not even mentioning the, the dust that uh, we constantly had around us. When I was being talked to by the pulpit committee back in 2006 about the possibility of coming here, no building was on the horizon. At least they didn't tell me about it if there was a building on the horizon. Our youth ministries have been blessed in every way except facilities. And because of the growth of the youth group and because of the age of their facilities, we began to study and to see the need. And then we looked at our other ministries and we saw uh, needs that we had in those areas if we were to continue on task and to move ahead. And so here we are for the third time in the history of St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church. We are breaking ground each time because of God's blessing and growth in the church. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. That's why we break ground today. You have responded in a magnificent way in taking the step of faith, a step that few churches are taking right now in our economy and current concern. So what's my present concern? Well, that we would continue to keep our focus as we build, the same as when we built over in Atlanta. This building is not an end in itself. It is only of value as it enables us to continue to fulfill the task that we have been called to, and that is the Great Commission. Now, we have taken the Great Commission and we have our mission statement that was derived from that. And our mission is to help people joyfully know Jesus Christ, love Him more, and serve Him better. We believe that that's what it means to make disciples. Here we are on the 10th anniversary of 9-11 as well, an anniversary we cannot ignore. I remember, as you do if you were old enough to remember, various events in that day, and I remember various times uh, emotional things took place. One of those, at least for me, was seeing the Congress gather on the steps of the Capitol and stand there arm in arm and speak of the unity that they had those from both parties, those who are independent. They stood there together, they made their, their speeches, and then as some began to walk off, they spontaneously broke into singing God Bless America. I remember that very clearly. Why did they have that kind of a unity? 
Well, because at least for that moment, at that time, they had a common enemy. They had a common purpose and common goals. Now it was short-lived. We all know that. We can look back and see what happened as, as that didn't last very long. Why didn't it last long? Because they began to disagree on who the common enemy was, on the common goals and the common purpose. That which drew them together, they evidently lost sight of. As we go into this building program, we do have a common enemy. It's the evil one. He doesn't want a third groundbreaking here. He doesn't want an advance in ministry and the kingdom here. He's delighted for churches that are sitting back and waiting till the economy gets better. We do have a common enemy. But we have a common goal and purpose. And that is to help people joyfully know Jesus Christ, love Him more, and serve Him better. How will this building help us fulfill our mission? Helping people joyfully know Jesus Christ. That's, that's the very beginning part of becoming a, a disciple. Everything we do is for that purpose so people can come to know Jesus Christ in a saving way. Our youth, our children, our school time Bible as we are bringing almost a hundred children over here from the school for each of those classes. A church that is not reaching the youth and children of the community is not reaching the community. It must always be our focus. And this building will help us in those areas and global missions as we continue to grow in that. I am amazed to see how many have not only ministered here in our community, but have taken steps of faith and, and gone overseas in these last few years. Some for, for brief terms, some for longer, and some being called into, into a full-time overseas ministry. And then our purpose to love Him more. It's a second step in making dis disciples. Enabling people to grow to be more and more like Jesus Christ. It's our growth. It's what we call sanctification. How will this building impact that effort? Well, one of the things we're building is a, a worship and arts area. If you didn't see what went on this morning, i got to tell you, a lot goes into that. It doesn't just happen. And we are building because our present choir room can't even accommodate our wonderful choir to practice. 
They don't fit in there. Praise God for that growth. In areas of worship, our Palmetto Artist Series, as we bring many from the community in for, for these, the plays that we have done, uh, our, our fellowshipping that will uh, take place uh, around church dinners every single Wednesday night and then other times. Those are essential to the life of our church and then to serve Him better. You know, in some ways, that, that confirms that if someone has become a real disciple, they're not going to be satisfied with just sitting there and taking in. But instead, there will be an overflow. And they will want to serve and be a part of what's going on in reaching our community and our world. And that's our goal here, is to equip people to do that better and better. That's what this building will do, but we mustn't wait for that building to be built to do those things. We can't wait for that. We have got to keep our focus now and do our mission while we build. I heard a comparison this week between a great battleship like the Bismarck versus a cruise ship. Those two kinds of ships. The battleship has a mission, something important to accomplish. Those who are on board know the urgency of their task, and they take it seriously. And that kind of a ship will take the route necessary to accomplish the task. The cruise ship is for the pleasure and relaxation of those on board. Everything is to cater to just keeping them happy. Now, I've never been on a cruise. I'm not opposed to any of you going on cruises for short times. <laughs> but we are not building the love boat here. That's not what this is about. We're not building a cruise ship just to make us more comfortable. Will we be? In some ways. We will have benefits in that way. But that's not the purpose. A little over five years ago when the Popa Committee was talking to me about the possibility of coming to be your pastor, I told them this because I, I wasn't looking for a job or looking to impress. So I laid it out there. I said, look, if, if you're looking for someone to just come and maintain a ministry, I'm not your guy. I'm not the right one. If that's all you want to do, just maintain things. And they said, that's not what we want. 
I wasn't interested in that then. I'm not interested in that now. We have a task in front of us. It's urgent that we carry it out. And this building is simply a tool to help us fulfill the Great Commission. That's its value. Now, you're going to be inconvenienced during this process. You already have been, in some ways. Any of you who have remodeled your kitchen or house while you have lived in it, you know what that's like. But usually at the end, I I say usually because I know there are exceptions, usually at the end, people who go through all that and the inconvenience say, it was worth it. Well, even if at your house you wouldn't say it's worth it, I will say this will be worth it. It'll be worth it as more and more from our community come in to our building for community functions. And as they continue to see we are a friend to this community, a place of refuge, and we are welcoming, and we want to have an impact on our community. It'll be worth it as more and more take that next step and and take part in our ministries and outreaches to our community. It'll be worth it as people grow in Christ and as we continue to make disciples so that we can do our part in the Great Commission. And it'll be worth it as people hear the Gospel and come to saving faith in Jesus Christ because they've heard the Gospel. It will be worth it stories told of several stonemasons in the Middle Ages. They were working side by side, and they were each asked, what are you doing? The first one said, I'm laying stone. The second one was asked, what are you doing? He said, I'm I'm building a wall. And the third one was asked, and what are you doing? He said, I am building a great cathedral. One saw only what was before him as he had his head down. Another saw a little bit more. And the third saw the big picture. We are doing more than breaking ground for a building. We are doing more than adding on to a facility. We are following God's calling to make disciples. It's not about a building. It's about people whose eternity is at stake. May God help us to keep our focus on helping people joyfully know Jesus Christ, love Him more and serve Him better. Let's bow together. Lord, You have issued the call.
to us. This wonderful congregation has responded in faith. Will you provide for us? Will you bring this vision into fruition? It'll only happen as you bless. We ask that you would bring many here and many would come to Christ and many would grow in Christ. We ask this in the only one who can do that's name and that is the Lord Jesus. Amen.